is a major push to the upside. You can see Bitcoin here breaking through that 100 and 200 week moving average. We're going to be talking about whether or not this is the great recovery or the great short. And are we currently looking for a top? And once again, I want to be completely unbiased as we look at this chart because I want to just read the data for you guys. Of course, we are headed to a destination. And so we're going to be looking at Bitcoin and the gaps that we might have to come and possibly find and test as support alongside with the fundamentals and understanding why Bitcoin is currently breaking out, because, of course, equity markets are seeing record highs when we look at stocks like Facebook, for example, coming up and almost breaking the current high that was set before this global pandemic. And of course, we all know that some other stocks have already seen this. Uh, of course, when we look at Amazon, for example, brand new highs over the last few weeks during such a uncertain economic time. And so the federal bank today, they had their meeting and that was at 2 p.m. Eastern time. And of course, right after that meeting of the federal banks, you never want to fight the feds. We saw Bitcoin and equity markets break out to the upside. Gold seeing a stagnation. So let's take an umpire's point of view. Look at some questions from our live audience. But first and foremost, I want to just look at the chart and read the data for you guys and give you guys an unbiased opinion, because at the end of the day, we can sit here and say we're looking for a top. But if we don't know the destination, there's really no point of trying to figure out where we're going to pull back at yet. And so obviously right now you can see we're above these three moving averages, which of course is bullish. But you can see there have been times that we've been above all three of these moving averages and it wasn't bullish. It was just a fake out. You can see that happened here. But of course, right now we know Bitcoin is headed towards a target and the most correlative asset to it right now are the major indices in the equity markets. And we also know that a lot of people are saying the equity markets are going to see a pullback. But right now they're starting to believe that we're not going to see a pullback. We're going to continue higher. And those are the times that I like to come in and question things. Of course, at the end of the day, during a global pandemic, I'd rather be safe than sorry. I'd rather take an extra careful approach rather than taking a risky approach. For those of you in our discord group, I posted our long term signal at the 5750 to 6250 area. And of course, that ended up being a good long term entry. I actually sent out a new type of signal and I was very specific that this was a long term entry. And of course, those entries failed. But after that, we really focused on the margin opportunities. Now, of course, looking at Bitcoin, you can see here we went ahead and filled the CME gap. And this was heading towards that $9,100 area. This is where we were looking at recently for that potential breakout target. We were expecting a wick. Of course, we saw something a lot stronger than that. And that's not surprising, knowing that traditional markets are seeing such a strong move to the upside right now. So realize that Bitcoin has a destination right now. And the point is that all CME gaps to the upside, as we know at this point, are filled. And of course, if there are any others, let me know. But we're focused on a one day chart here and you can see we're now above that. And you know that this level is significant because if you look here, you can see we actually found support at that resistance of that CME gap. And so we know that was a very important level. So now that that's done and clear, nobody can say here and say there's more gaps to fill to the upside, at least on the daily chart. Let's look at what market structure is showing here. You can see we've got this bullish symmetrical triangle when we look at the macro perspective for Bitcoin. And of course, when we know that 200 week moving average was an amazing entry for Bitcoin, so something we've been talking about. And at this point that we're above all three moving averages, we might have to reconsider 
our pullback entry, but let's not focus on where we're going to pull back before we reach our destination because the question right now is what is the destination? And so there's obviously a clear point of resistance here that we're going to have to face. And of course, that's going to be right around that $10,000 to $10,200 level. And we could potentially even wick above that just to show all of the bears that in the macro, in the long term, Bitcoin is going to be bullish. But at the end of the day, there's a high possibility that that is going to act as a resistance, knowing that this is a macro resistance level, but it could wick above it like we saw here where we saw an excess of price action to clear those shorts. And on a weekly chart, this is a significant excess all the way up to thirteen thousand eight hundred. Right. And so this was supposed to only wick into thirteen thousand, but it ended up going almost three to four hundred points higher than that. So realize at this point, there is this resistance level that will have to be faced. And of course, we could assume that that is the next gen uh, that the next destination for Bitcoin. And I just don't believe right now is the major breakout. When we talk about Bitcoin, yes, it's something that I believe in as a deflationary hedge against major equities and major indices and other precious metals and commodities. But at the end of the day, we have to take a rational perspective and realize that a lot of people that bought in the ten, twenty thousand dollar level, they want to get out because they are wanting liquidity right now during a global pandemic and a crisis. The federal bank's chairman today had that meeting. He said, be careful because second quarter earnings are going to be ugly. And when he said ugly, he said the worst we've ever seen. And so it's funny. We have 26 million jobless claims in the last five weeks. Not that it's funny. That's all pun intended. At the end of the day, that's horrifying in economic perspective. But markets go up, right? We see the federal bank pushing trillions of dollars of stimulus. Market goes up. We see companies like Disney forlowing and letting go of hundreds of thousands of employees. Market goes up. Something is a little bit off here. And so when I'm looking at a chart like this and I look at this with a rational, unbiased perspective, taking the umpire's point of view, I personally see a lot more downside risk here, or I'm sorry, upside risk than I see downside risk. If you look at this chart, there's no risk here or there's no reward here when this is overhead resistance. But then we've got all of this potential area here right now, at least for us to fall into. So realize that at this point, I'm only reading the data. I'm not going to sit here and give you a biased perspective. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that when we look at risks, risk to reward, because as traders, we're always looking at the risk to reward. You can see we have almost a 50 percent downside risk with a very minimal upside risk, at least until we break above this resistance and we confirm that that is over with and that we can now find support alongside this resistance level. So for long term positions, it's not a good time. In my opinion, I've said that before, and I'll continue to say that unless you're looking for the short. Now, realize that you never want to try to catch a top. That's very dangerous. And we know that Bitcoin has a destination, but we've yet to find that destination. So realize that we have to look at the overall market. Of course, when we look at Bitcoin dominance, altcoins are not looking the best as Bitcoin dominance is showing strength alongside this ascending support level. It's looking like it's wanting to bottom out here and form a W formation to go ahead and continue higher. And I wouldn't be surprised for that to be the case, knowing that people are not looking for the next big altcoin. They're trying to keep their wealth safe 
They're trying to make as much money as possible in the markets, and they're not trying to take high risks. And Bitcoin is such a volatile asset and it's already high risk enough to where altcoins are put in even a lesser category. And you have to realize that just like in the traditional markets, we'll look at the SPY, the Dow in just a second because it's influencing markets quite a bit. But stay tuned here because I have some very interesting fundamentals to point out more than anything right now. And that's going to be surprisingly the crypto and fear green index. And I'm going to give you my opinion on that in just a second. But realize that Bitcoin dominance is showing that Bitcoin has the strength right now. And so understand with Bitcoin, the point is we have to wait and see what is the destination. Is it going to be 10,000, 10,500? And then we see a pullback or not. Are we looking for a top? You're damn right. We're looking for a top. Why? Because there's 26 million people unemployed. The markets are reminiscent of the Great Depression. Ray Dalio, Mark Cuban, they're all saying stay cash right now. Stay on the side. Be careful. Of course, you've got people holding their index funds all happy go lucky. But realize at the end of the day, people are still home. Alcohol sales are through the roof. Marijuana sales are through the roof. Fear has subsided psychologically for people where the markets are 80% psychology, 10% fundamentals and 10% technical. And so understanding that people are calm and relaxed, fear subsides. But when we start opening up city after city and we start to realize the economic ramifications of this global pandemic, that's when rationality hits the markets and it will reflect in price. And I guarantee that is going to be the case. The time is just going to have to tell for itself when that's going to come. So realize that at this point for Bitcoin, we're looking at where the destination is. For those of you margin trading, we can go here and look at the micro perspective of things. But at the end of the day, whenever there's a transition phase, any sort of margin trading becomes extremely high risk. And so at this point, for those of you that are looking for nice entries on BitMEX with margin to trade those derivatives, be very careful. I would take your main account, put it to the side right now, because guess what? The mindset I have during times like this is I much rather not lose money than lose money if I'm going into a trade where I want to be more confident in the upside potential over that trade. And so I want a lot less losses right now than I do uh, bets. And so gambling right now is a good word to categorize the type of trading if you want to enter margin positions during a transition. Now, you guys know I posted along today, 4 p.m. Eastern time. We pulled back to 87.15. I saw a great opportunity, great margin trade, but realize that there are a few of those in a transition. Let the big swings happen. If you didn't get your long term positions in, understand that dollar cost averaging is the best method of entering in a long term position in any asset. So, yes, you might buy high, but don't allocate all of your capital immediately. Realize that if you were looking for a swing trade, I honestly could have done better with a swing trade. I could say that maybe I wasn't fully expecting such a breakout, but equity markets have proven themselves as an unstoppable beast and I've said this in the past. You never want to question the feds. Don't fight the feds. And obviously that's showing true, but that can only last so long. So realize that with Bitcoin right now, when it comes to short term trading, yes, there will be opportunities for those of you in the discord. We will be posting those opportunities as we always do. But realize that FOMOing in right now is not the right decision. If you have a nervous finger and you have this little ache to FOMO into this, Take a little bit of capital, maybe use some very low leverage and enter along, right? Because the trend is your friend at the end of the day. So you might as well go long. Now, if we're looking for tops, that's very difficult and very risky. And if you guys want to gamble, then Las Vegas is going to open up next month. Maybe that's a better place for you. I heard they're going to have some germ 
barriers between all of their poker seats and all of their different games that they have at the casinos, right? I don't go to casinos often, but I saw that recently. Uh, one of my buddies is a great poker player. Also the youngest, the youngest founder of a publicly traded company. Smart people typically play, play, play poker. If, uh, and at least the good poker players are typically smart people. Uh, but there might be some exceptions like Mr. Bilzerian, if you guys know who that is. But anyways, um, I'm just kidding. I'm not roasting people on this. Let's go to the equity markets first and foremost. Let's look at the SPX here, the S&P 500 major indice here. Realize that when we look at the daily chart, we're above that 50-day moving average. We kind of know the destination here at this point. We're looking at that 100 and 200-day moving average. Remember, the markets are going to go the opposite way of what people think until people don't believe it. And then it reverses, right? So it's all emotional. 80%. I could definitely see the SP 500 reaching this destination here before people start to say, man, you know what? This market actually is back in a bull trend. Let's go ahead and start entering positions. That's when we come in and you see the sell-off, right? It's when people aren't shorting, right? And so realize that when we look at where there's a destination, because there's always a destination for the SP 500, the SPX, it's looking like there's going to be a little bit more upside. So that's why predicting that Bitcoin might have some upside is very rational when we look at those two correlating right now. Because if you look at gold right now, we're in a double top. We've stayed stagnated at this level since the beginning of April. So we're not seeing the type of price action we're seeing with Bitcoin with gold. Of course, we want to call Bitcoin the digital version of gold. But at the end of the day, we have to realize that so far it's correlating with the equity markets because remember bitcoin isn't just the storage of value it's the only asset that's a storage of value but also a volatile asset and so realize that with the sp500 we've got an obvious destination here when we look at the dow jones industrial you can see very similar here we're heading towards that 100 and 200 day moving average of course a little bit more room here and that's very possible if we were to take a polyline tool and look at the type of structure we're seeing here Interestingly enough, what you'll realize is we're just kind of following typical trends and nothing crazy is happening. If you guys were following the gap fills with Bitcoin, you would have easily been able to get into a position. I personally don't want to take a riskier position. That 5750 to 6250 area was the max I was willing to go long on Bitcoin. And so that's why at that point I was like, you know what? We might as well post the long term position here because if it's not here, it's going to have to be higher. And then the risk to reward comes off. And that's why. If you have experience in markets, you know it's all about risk to reward at the end of the day. Don't let the emotions get in. But you can see with this chart, you've got this formation here, and you can see we already had this pullback and it, we've already cocked back. Typically, if we look at symmetry, because that's a big uh, part of markets, we can expect something similar to what we saw down here for us to break out here. So if we were to look at some sort of symmetry, we're going to have to compare this breakout. So they're pretty much halfway through to their destination. When we look at the SPY, or I'm sorry, the Dow Jones Industrial. And once again, Bitcoin is highly correlating with the Dow Jones Industrial right now. So we have to realize that if there's upside for equity markets, that Bitcoin has a high chance of upside. And that could certainly take us to that destination that we've been looking at here, right around that $10,000 level maybe wick into 10,000. Uh, but really, if we were to come into this and look at it in a micro perspective, we're looking at levels just below 10,000. We're looking at levels of around 9,700, 9,800. Uh, but I could certainly see a wick above because we know in the past we've seen excess as we've seen here to clear out those shorts to ensure that nobody gets such a strong short position. But realize that when it comes to risk to reward, Bitcoin has this overhead resistance that it has to come and face here sometime soon. And there's going to be a destination. And don't worry about where the pullback is going to come until we find the destination. 
Once we find the destinations, we'll look at the data. And once again, we'll take an unbiased perspective because we don't want to stay on the home team side and say we're bullish or bearish here when we just want to read the data. At least that's what we're doing here. And to continue on, stay tuned. I've got some interesting fundamentals to show you guys with the crypto and fear greed index. I'm going to be going over that in just a second, but I do want to talk about gold first and foremost. So I think gold is going to uh, tell us a lot, you know, realize that gold is a very volatile, precious metal. And I think that we've either got a double top in play here or we don't. And if we don't, we can see continued upside for gold. This is going to give us an idea of when people feel like the markets are ready to have liquidity injected into them. And when I say markets, I'm talking about Bitcoin. I'm talking about equity markets, right? If people are liquidating their gold, they're going into cash to put it somewhere else, most likely into equity markets. So realize that when we saw the bottom of equity markets, it was right around March of uh, March 27th of 2020. And by that time, gold had already seen a huge sell off down below 1500 an ounce. People had their liquidity and then they started to inject it into the markets following gold's rise up. And then, of course, so far we've risen back up. So a good indicator of when we've seen a transition in the phases that we're looking at here is when we see a sell off in gold because we know people are rushing to liquidity. So I'm going to be watching gold. It's not going to be the best indicator. The best indicator, as I've mentioned, are the equity markets and watching to see, are they going to head to this destination? And if you look at some of these leading indicators here, interestingly enough, of course, the Nasdaq was leading the way. I'm actually going to skip the Nasdaq and go straight to my favorite market leading indicator when it comes to equity markets. That's the Russell 2000. It encompasses the 2000 smaller businesses in the economy. And that's what the backbone of our economy is made from. And so realize that you can see we're seeing the most weakness here alongside financials and transportation when we look at the subsectors of the equity markets. But of course, we're starting to see the bullish bias come in and leak into these industries. And now we're above that 50 day moving average heading towards that destination once again to that 100 and 200 day moving average. And that's with the Russell 2000, my favorite market leading indicator. But then, of course, we look at the transportations. You can see seeing a little bit less of a breakout here, but people are still bullish on United Airlines, American Airlines, these big airlines, right? During a global pandemic, we haven't seen a global pandemic, by the way, for a very long time. So you can't sit here and tell me, yeah, buy and hold index funds, just like 2008, we're going to recover. No, not when the feds had a meeting at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time today and said, hey, guys, when second quarter results come out, I know first quarter is all good because we didn't really lock down until April. But when second quarter comes out, it's going to be the worst we've ever seen. And that's a quote from the chairman of the feds today at their meeting. Oh, but markets go up. Yeah, well, markets also went up when we had 26 million people file jobless claims in the last five weeks. Markets also went up when Disney forload 100,000 employees. Markets also went up when Google announced that they're not going to be hiring as much this year and they're going to slow down on hiring and they're going to put a complete halt to it when there's 26 million people unemployed. So everyone's saying, oh, well, people will just get their jobs back. No, when a tsunami hits, damage is done. We just have to take a step back let the ramifications reveal themselves and then take a more rational view of the market. So for those of you FOMOing into markets, good luck. You're more of a gambler. I might want to go to Las Vegas with you one day. But for those of you that want to stay rational, realize that it's all about risk to reward. And I'm looking for a top. I'm looking for a short here. And we've obviously got a destination like we do with every asset and looking at equity markets. There's some room to go right now. And so we have some upside potential. The question is, how far are we going to go? So 
understand I'm going to be wrapping this video up and taking some questions from our live audience on YouTube. But I do want to go over this because surprisingly enough, we're seeing this hash rate here. We saw this major break of this uptrend. This means a lot because we do have that Bitcoin halving in two weeks right now and realize that when hash rate starts to go down, that's not a good price indicator for Bitcoin. But realize that we're almost forming this cup and handle formation here. And that's a bullish pattern. And this chart is not fully updated. And so we only have data until April 28th on this chart. So we've missed two days when Bitcoin has broken out and realized that I very well could see this chart go completely higher than where they're at right now and see a new all time high in hash rate before we potentially see a minor cap to uh, capultation. I think I said that word wrong. I need to get that uh, grammar right. After my car accident, my uh, speeches, you know, I've, I've had to work on that. It, it had my it hit my face. But anyway, that's aside the point, um, I got better at charts and trading. I'll tell you that when you're stuck at home, I was pretty much quarantined before the quarantine when I had that car accident. And for those of you in our discord, you guys know, I mean, we've had some amazing, amazing uh, trades over the last few months and uh, we're only getting better. You know, stock markets have been on fire. For those of you trading our stock signals, uh, just a little uh, word of advice. You know, those are all pre-market. And uh, and and so, you know, I'm even getting in on those now when I can because I'm seeing a lot of good results. So, you know, the cool thing about markets is they ebb and they flow as they always do. Right. So markets go up, they go down, they ebb, they flow. And they're always doing that. They always have a destination. They always have a pullback. And the cool thing is there's uh, kind of this misnomer of people that say, oh, well, I only trade Forex. I only trade stocks. I only trade crypto. When in reality, the markets fluctuate so much where crypto is sometimes the hot market and then Forex becomes the hot market and then stocks become the hot market. Forex right now, you look at currencies, super volatile, super hard to trade right now because there's all of this printing going on. There's all of this global chaos. Banks in Lebanon are being set on fire because of inflation. So Currencies are like, whoa, volatility up the roof. But then you've got equity markets, you've got Bitcoin. They're in this fake uptrend, right? And so we know it's in a trend up and the trend is your friend. And so it's easier to trade than the currencies right now. But when currencies are more stable, it's easier to realize what uh, where those destinations are. So, you know, the, the markets have been flow right now. Stocks are seeing more volatility than crypto at times. And so, you know, it's cool to see that. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, the crypto and fear greed index goes from 18 or 22 two days ago, when we covered this to 44, it almost doubled really good sign of emotion starting to shift. This is when you want to start looking for the shorts. This is when you want to start realizing that the pullback is almost going to come and it's coming here soon because guess what? 80% of the market is emotional and you can see emotions are changing, almost doubling in greed. And as Warren Buffett says, when the fearful are greedy, be greedy. When the greedy are greedy, be fearful, right? And so at this point, I'm looking for the top, but we have to wait for the destination before we try to predict the pullback because anything can happen right now when we're in a global pandemic. I think you guys have to realize that we're still in a global pandemic. Yes, we're in quarantine. Yes, we're locked down. Yes, we might feel like things are okay. We might be getting stimulus checks, but that only can last so long. And we have to realize that we have to take the rational approach here and look ahead, not at the present. And ahead of us is an unfolding of economic ramifications from this pandemic that we have yet to realize. And once that's realized, rationality will kick in. I think the federal uh, the, the federal bank, the chairman today in his interview or in the meeting today at 2.30 p.m. Eastern time, he said specifically that it's going to be a while before we get to pre-coronavirus economy. Ray Dalio also said that. Mark Cuban also said that 
some of the most successful investors are all on the same side. So this isn't a biased perspective. I'm just telling you guys what the players are saying right now, right? So very interesting that we're seeing the crypto and fear greed index like that. John James from Twitter says, what do you think SM going to do in the AM? Well, perfect transition to our futures markets for tomorrow. Bill Joseph says, so short on spy, I'd say that 300 and 303, $305 target is what I'm looking for, for a nice clean short there for the spy, nice big round, even number right into those moving averages. We can go into the spy a little bit later on our discord, but I want to wrap this video up in just a second. But Grant Odell on YouTube says markets will go down. Miami says smash the like button. I'd appreciate that it helps the content. MA63 said, I need more stimulus money. I'm sure we all do. Henry says, I love you, Naim. You're going to make me rich, stinky dabs. Thank you so much. I know we're trying our best right now. I actually ordered our analyst to be very, very, very careful when it comes to crypto signals over the next 24 to 48 hours. You know, I'm kind of the orchestrator when it comes to that. And I like to feel the markets out. And I like to say, okay, well, everyone wants to get in now. Let's take this step back. You know, we don't want to ruin our results. We don't want to ruin our gains, right? Our goal is to get the target in. And then you do what you want after that. You decide to hold the trade until a stop, up to you. You decide to move your stop to break even, a lot safer of a play. Trading is capital preservation, risk management, and of course, rationality, right? So when we look at futures, things are up. Dow over 100 points, things are looking positive. But interestingly enough, you go to some of these other uh, major indices, like the Nikkei 225. I've been looking at that, not as a leading indicator, but just keeping track of it down 120 points. So I'm telling you, there's just so much volatility right now. You just have to be extremely rational and extremely careful and realize that there's going to be a destination and it's only a matter of time before that unfolds. So when we do our video on Friday, it's going to be very key to see, have we reached the destination yet or not? Once we reach that destination, we'll find out where the pullback is going to come. If you guys appreciate this con uh, content, make sure to like the video, join our discord. If you guys haven't already discord.gg slash profits. Thank you all for tuning in here. It's 1 a.m. Eastern time, and I appreciate you guys. I hope you're all staying safe. And until Friday, I'll see you guys soon. If you are in our Discord, I will see you guys there as we cover these markets and see where we're heading next. Thank you guys for tuning in. Take care.